Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, there's always plenty of football to talk about uh, any time of the year, and that's why every week we turn to SENZ's Extra Time host, Ricardo Ball, uh, to come on the show and help us take a look at the beautiful game because, uh, quite frankly, I don't know anyone in New Zealand that knows more about it. And, uh, Ricardo, good morning to you. It is a busy week forthcoming for the All Whites. Uh, Danny Hayes done it again. He's been able to... Uh, be over there in the UAE and arrange some more fixtures. This time, Saturday against Jordan, Uzbekistan uh, next Wednesday. Um, and uh, really, they'll be two quality opposition, I would imagine, just to step up from some of the ones they've been playing recently. Yeah, particularly, I think, um, you know, the, the Uzbekis, they've, uh, they've been going really well uh, in Asian qualifying. Uh, they're, they're one of the better teams uh, running around in Asia outside of the big boys that you think about, you know, the Australias, uh, the Japans uh, and the Koreas. So they'll, they'll definitely be a, uh, a big test for the Whites. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because Danny's got a few players that he can't call on due to COVID restrictions in the countries they're playing in. And uh, that has meant he's had to, had to call up a few new names. And, uh, you know, from the sounds of it, he's still not 100% convinced about what his best 11 is. So he's still going to try a few things out. I'm just looking through the list there. Of course, uh, the new goalkeeper coming in is young uh, Matthew Gould, who's playing... His football in Altrincham um, in England, of course, son of uh, Johnny Gould. Uh, but the names, there's some, still some uh, very familiar names uh, there. I see Winston Reid, uh, Tommy Smith, Bill Tuiloma, who's uh, Joe Bell, uh, and then, of course, um, Chris Wood up front. So still those players available to him. Uh, but alongside Winston Reid's name, 26 caps, I see unattached. In other words, what is he up to at the moment? Where is he playing his footy? Well, he's not playing anywhere at the moment. He hasn't been he hasn't been signed by anybody yet. Um, so at the moment, he is um, hanging out a lot with uh, Stephen Taylor uh, from Full Reports, um, who has based himself now in Dubai. Uh, they've been training together, and uh, Stephen's actually just taken over as manager of a third third tier team over there, uh, which is sort of really basically a. Uh, I guess you'd say a development team that looks to bring youth players in and then sell them on. So that, that's his new job. And uh, yeah, Winston's been training with him. Uh, given that he's taken that job on, uh, maybe there is something there for Winston in uh, the Middle East. Um, I don't know it'd be, whether it would be with Stephen's team. Uh, if he wants to get into coaching, it might be a pathway, it might be a foot in the door. But at this stage, yeah, no, uh, no signature anywhere for, for Winston Reid. So he is still unattached, unfortunately. I mean, it's not ideal. And I'm sure going forward, you know, with uh, the qualifiers in June, if we get out of the Oceania qualifiers, uh, there'd have to be a question mark over whether or not Winston Reid's part of the playing squad if he is not playing regularly. Ricardo, let's uh, look at uh, these playoffs that are coming up. No, not too far away. Obviously, there's been conjecture about the timing of them that haven't been, it hasn't been absolutely perfect for availability of players, etc. But... Um, what are the what are the question marks um, that um, you know that Danny Hay has to sort out here and these games that are available to him and the, the build up to those uh, those playoff matches? What what are the areas you think are concerning him the most? Well, I, don't, I still don't think he's nailed on with the right back. 
um, you know, and, and the systems that he tends to play, the fullbacks are very important. Um, so, you know, I think left back, you've got Libby Kikache is nailed on your number one starter, and that's, you know, you've got a couple of other options there that can that can fill in if you need if you need somebody. But, I mean, you know, he's tried Nico Kerwin, who I think's gone all right, um, at, at right back, and Kelvin Kalua, who's um, up with uh, Declan Edge up in Denmark at the moment. Um, and uh, so both those players played in the last two windows, and they looked okay. Uh, they, they did the job that they were asked to do, but I don't think Danny's 100% convinced that either of them are the international quality right back that he needs going forward. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this window because for the first time uh, in a while, he's had he's got Tim Payne available. And uh, I know Tim Payne's been playing pre- predominantly at centre-back for the Phoenix, but when he first arrived at the Phoenix, they played him as a right back. And uh, he's got a really good engine. He goes all day. Uh, he's got a bit of pace about him. He can whip it across. And uh, I think uh, he might be one that uh, Danny's really looking at hard as to uh, potentially being the All-White's number one right back. Uh, he's also got Bill Tuiloma up there. I'm not sure how much Bill's played at right back. Uh, he At the Portland Timbers, he's nominally a holding midfielder or a centre-back, but he hasn't played a lot out on the right, uh, at a right back. So I think... Danny will be thinking that Tim's probably the best option and he's got Bill there to have a look at as well. But I think that's definitely one area uh, he will be targeting to to see if he can find someone that he believes when it comes to the time to play the big teams, whoever they may be, uh, in the playoffs, uh, that we've got an international quality right back. Uh, Ricardo Ball with us, uh, of course, talking football. Uh, we talked about the Phoenix uh, going into last weekend, uh, men's and women's side of the draw. Um, a, a good result in the end for the men. They got up over West United 2-1. And uh, the ladies uh, conceding a, an own goal and going down 1-0 to Adelaide United, uh, Ricardo. So encouraging, encouraging for both, I think. Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, I, I think yeah, we've seen the, the women's team gradually uh, improve and uh, they, they're holding very good teams out. Uh, you know, I mean, it was unfortunate they conceded that own goal the way they did because uh, it hadn't been a backs-to-the-wall type performance. They caused Adelaide problems. Um, but I think that is a problem for Gemma Lewis at the moment is they're not scoring anywhere near enough goals. Um, you know, it's mm. great if you can if you can hold a team out like they they held Adelaide out. Um, that's fantastic. But if you put a goal or two on them, then you're setting yourself self up for a result. And they at the moment they're not able to do that when they do have their opportunity. So I think a big work on for the Phoenix going forward. The Phoenix women's team will be taking those opportunities. Um, they'll probably be doing a lot of finishing drills, I think, uh, because you know. <laughs> It's easy to it's easy to play well. Well, not easy to play well, but it's you can play well and lose a game like they've lost. Um, but those games shouldn't be lost if if you are giving the opposition as much a hard time as they're giving you. Uh, they just need to take this opportunity so you know they can defend a one 0 lead rather than trying to play at nil all and then conceding a goal like they've done. And I, th- I think the signs are positive for them. And you know, for the men, like you say, I mean, Western United was third in the league, so. That's a really good result, and uh, Gail Sandoval, uh, what a debut for him. I mean, he looks a real player, and all of a sudden, you know, it's like I said to you the other week, Smithy, you know, uh, previously it was shut down Lenny Piscopo and you shut the Phoenix down. All of a sudden, they've got two players who uh, are, are being really creative and, and causing problems, and I thought it was Alex Rufus' best game in a while as well. So uh, positive signs definitely for the men. Well, the, is it as simple as being a Melbourne benefit at the top? The, their two franchises uh, there, is it... Is it done and dusted in that regard. And what about this MacArthur side, uh, who the Phoenix actually scheduled to play next? Not this weekend, but the 7th of February. Uh, tell us a wee bit about MacArthur and, and the, the fact that they've been so impressive and so threatening so early in, the, in their history. 
Yeah, MacArthur got a lot of money. Uh, it's, uh, it's a couple of guys who uh, were formerly involved, I think it's Sydney United, who are one of the old NFL teams. Uh, they've bankrolled MacArthur. I mean, uh, you just have to look at the signings they made in the off-season. I joked uh, some of the uh, you know, pre-season that the easiest job in football has been the MacArthur head scout because you basically just sit on your bum on the couch, have a beer and watch all the other A-League teams and then pick their best mm. players because that's what they did. You know, They signed uh, Ulysses De Vere uh, from the Phoenix for one, uh, but they also signed um, Melbourne City uh, winger Craig Noon as well. and uh, They've signed a bunch of players from other teams. Uh, they were pre-season looking really ropey at the back. Uh, I think in I think I'm right in recalling these numbers. In the first three, uh, in their three preseason games they played, they conceded 17 goals, um, which was, you know, pretty alarming. So I thought, oh, you know, they've got a lot of work to do. But as soon as the season hit, they seemed to have sorted that out. And, uh, you know, the Phoenix have played them once before. We played them first game of the season and we were unlucky not to win that game. We dominated the first half definitely and probably the first half of the second half as well. But Phoenix looked a bit leggy later in the game and MacArthur got back into it. But, you know, that was a that was a team that has had a whole lot of money spent on it. Uh, and it was a good result for the Phoenix first up to get them uh, a, a, to get a draw out of them. And, you know, I think if you ask Ufi um, uh, Tele, he'd have been disappointed they didn't take all three points from that game because they they were the better team and they had better chances. So I think there's every chance the Phoenix can get a result against them uh, when they play on the seventh as well. Just uh, finally, uh, Ricardo, it's never over till it's over. Roy Hodgson, tender age of 74, is back coaching the Premier League uh, for Watford, uh, who have not won a game since November the 30th. Uh, even Fergie, what was he, oh, 71, 72, when he, he pulled up sticks at Man 74, 74? Yeah, I know, it's crazy. I mean, Hodgson was in charge at Crystal Palace last season, obviously, um, and then his contract ran out and they decided to go another way and they brought Patrick Vieira and I think everybody thought, well, that's it. You know, Hodgson will be popping up on the odd uh, football chat show maybe, but otherwise he'll be up with his uh, feet up and uh, and watching everything on telly. But I know he's back. It's, a, it's an interesting call from Watford. Watford have tended in the past to make these bizarre um, appointments from their field guys that you've never heard of, uh, you know, that have been coaching and uh, you know, uh, I think one of the uh, the coaches I started this season with, he had made his name coaching in the Ukrainian Premier League or something like that. He's a Spanish mm. guy. Um, and uh, they, they have a, uh, this history of pulling the rabbit out of the hat. You're going, who's, who's this guy they've appointed? So for them to go to Hodgson is really interesting because obviously he's not a long-term appointment, but he is somebody that knows the Premier League really, really well. And I think they see him as a safe pair of hands to make sure they stay in the Premier League. They'll be looking at Newcastle, the money that Newcastle are spending, and they'll be looking at the fact that there's you know four teams basically fighting it out for one spot to stay in the Premier League next season. And they'll be thinking, well, we need somebody that knows the league, somebody that can get us organised quickly, and uh, somebody that can keep us up so that money keeps coming in from all the uh, Premier League TV deals. So I think it's a smart deal. Uh, whether Hodgson will be there next season, I doubt. Uh, it feels like it's a bit of a firefighter mission, um, a bit of a red idea, uh, but we'll have to see. And uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a change of tack from what from, from what we've previously seen. Well, we've run out of time, uh, Ricardo, so uh, we'll have to leave it at that. But uh, thanks very much again. Uh, we'll focus next uh, week more on uh, the top side of the the EPL and uh, Man City, Liverpool, that bracket, and Spurs, of course, still there with a few games in hand. Ricardo, thanks very much. No worries, Smitty. Go well.